Thanks for tuning in to the Enjoying the Journey podcast, brought to you by Rise Ministries. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, and to follow Rise Ministries on any of our social media channels. Thanks for listening. What's up, everybody? Thanks so much for listening. Hey, it's Rob here at Rise, and I'm so excited about today's episode because I get to talk with my good friend, Justin. I first met Justin and his wife when he became the youth pastor at our church. My wife and I have gotten to serve alongside him as youth volunteers. We've gone on mission trips together where we've had some incredible spiritual highs, and there was this time where we laughed extremely hard because my wife embarrassed him so badly at a Colorado gas station. I've been blessed to battle in ministry with Justin. I have never met a guy who young people flock to like they do Justin. My kids love him and still miss him as their youth pastor. Our families enjoy time together. I've learned from him, been inspired by him, and just love watching God use him. You know, I hope you find encouragement today in your journey as we talk about vulnerability, disappointment, and wondering where God is. But it's not all about the tough stuff. We talk about a couple of our funnier moments as well. I sure hope you enjoyed today's episode. Welcome, everybody, to Enjoying the Journey. We've got a wonderful guest today, my friend, Justin Jenis, who people say he looks like me, but let's be honest, I'm way better looking than he is. <laughs> but that is okay. Justin has become a dear friend. And uh, I guess if you see our pictures, you might think we're b- brothers, but... I know I'm more physique than he is, but whatever. <laughs> He's my younger brother. <laughs> no, we are so excited to have Justin on. Justin has become a dear friend, was our youth pastor for a lot of years at uh, my wife and I's church where my kids go. My kids absolutely love him as well, has done a, a great job there. So we have experienced quite a few moments together from that on the side of a mountain to doing mission trips together, to doing ministry together to being able to speak at his church. For those that don't know you, Justin, just give a little background, who you are, a little bit about your your story, your journey. Of course, we're calling this podcast Enjoying the Journey. I have enjoyed a lot of moments with you, and we can get into those later, some crazy ones from the Dominican to Minneapolis. If I remember, we will tell the Minneapolis story because that was awesome when we went to uh, the event, I can't remember what it was called. I think it was called Pulse Twin Cities. Yeah, Pulse Twin yep. Cities. And so that was a, an awesome time together. So we'll get to that later. But anyway, uh, tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, we'll go from there. Sounds good. Hey, my name is Justin Jenis. Um, grew up in a, a place that some of you may know or some of you may not know. Uh, I call it the Garden of Eden uh, in Primgar, Iowa. Um, grew up big family, one of 11. Um, yeah, yes, it's the Garden of Eden. Uh, that's where that's where I was born. Um, yeah, one of 11. Uh, life is grew up in church. Church was always a big part of uh, my growing up, no matter if we were sick or not. My dad was I, I, I kind of had a drug problem in in elementary school. I don't know if you know that. Well, let's let's define your drug problem before we freak was, everybody out. I was drugged to church. I mean, I I kicking and screaming, and my dad was dragging me to church. And uh, we so we have this thing called Genesis time in our house. 
And we would always come to church and, and we were always never happy on our way to church because there's one, there, there's 13 of us for Pete's right. sake. And we never got out of the house on time. So uh, my dad, who was probably one of the most impatient people ever, when we were late, he is just screaming at the top of his lungs. And, and by the time we get to church, it's amazing. When we get to church, all of a sudden, we had little halos as we opened the door uh, yeah. to get to church and go into the church doors. Um, big part of my life, church has been, church and family have uh, obviously been such a, a great defining role in who I am. Uh, because such a big family, trying to figure out your identity in that has been uh, still a process, but it's something that uh, we continue to work through, and uh, it's been great. But uh, grew up, uh, graduated from South O'Brien, went to the finest institution in all of North America, uh, as many may call it, the University of Sioux Falls. Um, I, love went your, there and I love your plugs. I love your plugs. <laughs> And uh, while I was there, I worked at an after-school program for, uh, with kids with disabilities. And I met this fine young lady named Sarah Quested at the time. And do you know what, Rob? What? I like this. I like this girl. Like, she was, she was, she was the hottest one there. And, <laughs> and I did what any man would do. I saw this girl from a distance very scared because I'm an insecure human being. I saw her from a distance and I said, I need to somehow go out with her. So I tried to ask other friends to ask her to go out with me. It didn't work. So I took matters into my, my own hands and I found her number off the directory nice. and I texted her. You texted her. And that's how our friendship and eventually love began. Oh, wow. I did not know that story. I mean, obviously yeah. I know your wife. She's Dynamite has served on our board for for many years. Uh oh, a good one. That's that's Justin getting a phone call. That's just normal. <laughs> My bad, guys. Hey, you know what? That's what enjoying the journey is all about. Life <laughs> gets interrupted. Like I was telling you before we started this, my day was going extremely well today until my son called me and we broke another water wagon to yep. water trees out on the festival grounds and another 1400 gallons was just donated to the neighbor's yard. Yep, good, good. Just, you know, lost the entire water wagon. Somebody called later, a friend called later. How's your day going? Not so good. That's about 3000 gallons I have now donated on accident and two broken wagons. It's so. good. We're experiencing a drought. People need water. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I can help. I'm glad I can help the neighbors. <laughs> that is, that is wonderful. Well, anyway, I, I met this girl, Sarah. We we eventually started going out. Uh, we got married. I tricked her into marrying me, and uh, <laughs> that um, you did. <laughs> I did, and all of a sudden, uh, following that, we just decided we were made for ministry, and we went into ministry. Uh, kind of, I, I would say it together because ministry is more than just working at a church. Uh, right. Ministry is more than what what you're doing there at Rise. Ministry is what we do as people, as followers. So. Uh, she joined me on this great journey uh, of life, <laughs> great journey of life, and uh, we end up having uh, three kids. Uh, we have Simon, who's who's six. He's he's the man. Anything that to deal with sports, he's there. Uh, Siri, who is the sassy pants that is so pretty and such a great young lady. Uh, she's she's four, and then we just had Judah, um, who is now five months old. Wow. So it's been a great journey, and it's been a challenging journey all on its own. Yeah, let's get into the challenging part. You've told us about the beautiful part, your family, of course. 
you and I both, as everybody tells us that knows us, we both married up. I mean, you've got a wonderful wife. I, of course, treasure my wife as well. And yeah, we've got good families. Yours is obviously younger than mine, but I love when we get together because I still have Siri buffaloed that I'm a cool guy. That's right. You know, my great nieces may cry when I come into the room. Lee, Siri <laughs> wants to be by me. You know, that's, that's, right. that's awesome. But yeah, growing, doing ministry, doing ministry as a couple, doing ministry as a family can be extremely challenging from time to time. And uh, remembering to enjoy the, the journey can be extremely challenging as well because you're just faced with certain things that, that come down the path that kind of interrupt where you'd like to go. So in this last season, you know, as you look at things, what has been kind of challenging or in your process right now from having Simon Siri and, and just adding Judah five months ago, where is life? What, what are some of those struggles that, that you're walking through? Also to let listeners know as well that you're our youth pastor, but, and maybe you mentioned this earlier, I wasn't hundred percent sure, but you're a lead pastor. And so yep. there's also the pressure of that. And I know you coach football on the yep. side as well. So just walk us through some of the, some of those pressures or, or stresses that, that you're walking through right now and how you're dealing with them. Well, Rob, do you mind if I go back to even a little bit even before until we get to this moment? Yeah. So when I was, when I was growing up, I, there was so much pressure on, on us as kids to figure out what we're going to do in life. Um, I, I realized when I was 17 years old that I was going to be what I would call the Rob Rosaboom. Okay. <laughs> I'm not I, sure I know what that means. Listen, but. listen. So, so uh, I, I always wanted to be a person that would go out and speak hmm. and, and, and be able to share my testimony and be able to share who I am because of what God has done through me. Right. And uh, I was so excited by the time I got to be a senior in high school, I already had my life all mapped out. And uh, I knew I was going to go to a really prestigious college and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, graduate, and then I'm going to get out making 50,000 at minimum. And that was my whole dream. I was going to make 50,000. And finally, I, I, I'm in college and, and I, I get through college. And next thing you know, 50,000 jobs weren't out there. Um, <laughs> we're looking more at like 25,000. Oh, and that right. might have been a high paying right. job for me at that time. And I just kept on saying, God, this, this isn't it. And, and throughout my life, I kept on trying to figure out who I was supposed to be and what I was supposed to be. So I went from, I hate to say it, I went from job to job to job to job to job to job to try to figure out where God was calling me. And during those times, like that was challenging because I'm trying to figure out who I am. I see my friends, they're all getting married. Uh, they're all making big dollars. And here I am struggling. There was a point even during this time that I, I actually was homeless. And, and only some of my close friends knew that I was sleeping on people's couches. And, and, you know, when you're talking about enjoying the journey, that was not enjoyable, mm -hmm. but I had to put on this face that life was so good because I was, I, I'm normally a, a funny guy. I normally like to have fun and, and not everybody got a chance to see that. Mm -hmm. So when I'm homeless, when I'm riding my bike, in middle of a snowstorm because I couldn't afford gas. That wasn't enjoyable. Right. So like me trying to figure out who I am, riding my bike, 
cursing out people that are driving way fast beside me and also yelling at God being like, God, what are you doing? You know, I want to be in ministry and you're having me go through this. It was miserable. And then finally, finally, I, I, I met Sarah and we got married and, and things started to, to straighten out, but that doesn't mean there was no challenges. Right. Um, because now all of a sudden we're trying to get in ministry and, and ministry is, is a great place, but it's a challenging place too. I don't know if you know this, Rob, ministry is sometimes a lonely place. Why? No. Yeah, I know. I know. So, so anyway, uh, getting to a point where I finally found my moment with, uh, getting a full-time position at Sheldon at first reformed, um, was, was such a, I was a proud human being at that moment. Right. And I think I, I really felt that I found who I was and, and, uh, and I found what my identity and what my purpose on this life was. That's when I was able to look back and see the experiences that I've had, the 30 different jobs, the, the different bosses, the jobs that I didn't mind to the jobs I hated. I looked back and I was able to see where God was stretching me and making me grow. And a few weeks ago, you were, you had a conversation on your podcast where, mm-hmm. where uh, the guy was talking about, we, we sometimes make, God into a genie. Oh, yes. Right? right? And we rub that genie and we just say, God, this is what I want. And that's what we expect him to give to us. Yep. I wouldn't have wanted to be homeless, riding my bike, jumping from job to job. But now that I look back on that, that is what created who I am today. And that's why I am extremely passionate. It doesn't matter how much you make or how little you make. Right. But we have a job that we have a job as Christians is to go and be little Christians, be ambassadors to, of Christ for ev- to, to show everybody. So anyway, so all of a sudden I finally get in this ministry and, and I'm doing a great job trusting. I'm, I feel like I'm rejoicing during these moments. And, and all of a sudden we get to a point where, this is ridiculous. All of a sudden we get to this point in life and, uh, and we get to this point where I just felt the, the calling that I was gonna go be a lead pastor. This was tough because Sheldon was, it's close to my hometown. Um, it, it's something that I truly love. Um, but I just start, started to feel a call that I was supposed to be a pastor. So all of a sudden I go through that moment and I tell the church that I'm leaving and it's still, stat, it's still sad to this day. Um, uh, but all of a sudden I left and Rob, you know the story. Mm-hmm. I went to one church and it wasn't a good fit. Right. I went to another church and I almost decided I was going to get out of ministry all in all. Right. It was, it was for me miserable. Yep. And finally I got this opportunity to be a lead pastor. I served alongside another guy for a little while and it was great. I was able to really kind of calm down and now I'm a lead pastor finally during a pandemic. Correct. So now I look back at that and I'm just, I, I'll be honest with you. You you're talking about enjoying the process, yeah. enjoying the ride. I'm looking at it right now being like, God, I've been wanting this for so long and I finally get to be a pastor. And now I can't even meet anybody because Sioux Falls, we're very, we're, we're, the numbers are growing. Uh, People are very conscious and they're, they're not going to go out. So church, you come in and you leave right away. Mm -hmm. We are masked up. I don't get a chance to meet people. So it's challenging, but, but after a while, I'm sorry, I'm talking all the time, but that's what this podcast is for. Good. So I, I did a sermon not that long ago, and it was on Philippians 4.4. 4. And uh, 
it, it's something that really hit me pretty hard. Uh, Philippians 4.4 4 says, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Something simple. Okay, something simple. And I'm just like, what do you mean rejoice? Like, I don't, this, this is miserable. This, this downright sucks. Why am I going to rejoice during this? Who is writing this? So then I look, you know, all of a sudden it's Paul. Paul's writing this. I'm like, what does Paul know about suffering? Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, no, this is what I think. Because I think sometimes what we do as, yeah. as believers is we don't think these people are real. I get it. I get you it. Know, we think they're just actors and they're writing this. But yep. all of a sudden I start really diving into Philippians 4.4. 4, and all of a sudden it's talking about him and his friend Silas. And Silas and him, they finally get to a place. They're, they're walking around and the slave girl's right behind them. And, and all of a sudden, you know, she's just saying for days, she said this. She's following him. She said this for days. These guys serve the God of Most High. And they were like, they just were walking around and it kept on happening for days and days, for days and days. And, and finally, Paul got tired and he said, no, get out. You know what ended up happening? Oh, The people, the townsmen. That's, that's how they made money. This girl was able to tell the future. Paul turns around and casts that demon out. The townsmen see it, and they start beating the crap out of him because they know that he is going to be, that, 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 that that's going to take away their money. So right. all of a sudden, they're cra- they get the crap kicked out, and they get drugged to the council, and the council, you know what they say? Man, beat them up some more, strip them. And I'm just like, that's almost how it, it's different. Okay. It's different. No, I get, I get where you're going. But mentally I feel like I'm getting beaten and stripped over and over again. And finally I have to sit back and realize the joy, joy we kind of look at as something, man, I'm happy all the time. I'm, I'm, man, this is great. You know, we look at social media and we see, man, that guy's always happy, but joy is something way deeper. It, it's a sense that, 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 that you're not even in control. It's, it's joy is a peace mm. where happiness is an emotion. Absolutely. And, and that's been something that's been really hardcore kind of hitting me lately that what are we going to, like, we have a chance to choose right now during our waiting. And this waiting seems to be going on forever and ever. Yep. How are we going to choose to live right now? Are we going to rejoice? Or are we going to complain? Right. And, and happiness. I'm glad you bring that up. I look at happiness as momentarily joy is eternal happy you're you're happy for a moment and that's why we really want to discuss enjoying the journey because the the bottom line is it's a journey there are mountaintop experiences and there's valley experiences and you really hit a a nerve with me as well because not only just during the pandemic and and all of this with covid but we started doing something with messages i was just at your parents church sharing this and it's the whole idea I think it's similar to what you're describing with with Paul. It's even if he doesn't. So we know God can heal things in a moment. We know God can whisper things and make them right. We know he can blow the Holy Spirit on us and, you know, all kinds of crazy and exciting things from miracles to healings can happen. But what do we do when he doesn't? That's right. What do we do when he doesn't? Do we do we stop finding joy? Happiness may be far off, but joy, if it's eternal, if it's deep, if it's a peace like you're describing, then we have to still be able to find that in those moments of the valley. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was where I was led with this particular thought and story. 
because they say, you know, when King Nebuchadnezzar is asking everybody to bow and these three are like, mm, yeah, that's not going to happen. All right, I'm going to throw you into the fire. You know, you're, go you're going in the furnace. Not only that, but I'm going to turn it up seven times. And we're going to see what happens then. They throw them in and what happens? They don't burn. Not even a, a hair is singed. And then they notice something. There's another in the fire. And I learned so much doing a little bit of research with this that Hillsong United, I believe it was Chris Davenport, penned this and was really wrestling with finishing this song because he got the diagnosis of his son having autism. But the whole point is we are going to go through challenges, whether it's COVID, pandemic, it's disappointment, it's hurt, it's expectations that are, are not met or broken, promises that are, are broken. But there's another in the fire. Yep. I think that's where joy comes from. How do you enjoy a journey when it's so up and down? Yep. I guess you kind of let go yep. and realize there's another in the fire. That's right. And when you're getting the tar kicked out of you, as you're describing, yeah, anybody in ministry that may be listening to this that has been in ministry, they know exactly what you're talking about. You get beat up from time to time, day to day, week to week, month to month. And then there's times where everything's going great. That's right. And then there's other moments where it's like, God, whew, that's a lot. Not sure. Not sure I'm, I'm ready to handle anymore. That's right. Yep. And uh, you hit the nail on the head again with the way you described. I was just thinking of this the other day, that we do look at these stories of something that happened so long ago that we almost think, well, it's a good story. No, no, no. These were real lives that endured these challenges and these adversities and problems and heartache. And they were beat up. They were broken. They were asking, why am I downcast? And, and why am I not excited? Why can't I find happiness at the moment? Where is my joy? Yep. And I think going back to those just gives us inspiration as we continue on in life when there's so much uncertainty. That's right. You know, I think a big part of that too, Rob, is, is some of us, in all honesty, we're not trying to find community. Uh, we end up isolating ourselves. Yes. And, and it, it's important. I mean, now more than ever, like, you need a community, you need to talk to people and you need, if you're going to rejoice, man, you need to rejoice with others. That's why, that's why we can't isolate at home. Like, I understand, like, they want us to watch TV, like the you know, want us to watch service online and stuff, sure. but, but there is some, there, there could come some major problems with that eventually. Absolutely. Finding community. Right. People, I mean, the old adage is everybody wants to be loved and noticed and, and, and cared about. And that's true. It's universal. It doesn't matter your age, your economic background, your race, color, creed, none of that matters. We all want to be loved, accepted, a part of something we were created that way we have right. longings to have community together that's and right that's why i think it can become so difficult in this journey you're describing exactly what we've been running in with friends and other people where they take a step back they isolate themselves a little bit and then all of a sudden they're alone on an island and the whole point is, no you're not we're here we're here for you but we we can't always help and we can't always encourage when we don't no. That's right. And That's right. we had a conversation with Liz Fork and Bohannon uh, on one of our podcasts. Uh, it's a couple episodes ago. 
And she wrote the book, Beginner's Pluck. Absolutely loved her book. But she had a chapter in there about vulnerability and how difficult it is for us as Westerners to be vulnerable. Because Mm -hmm. when we're vulnerable, we admit we don't stack up. We don't have all the answers. We're not as good as our neighbors. Yes, I was teasing you at the beginning of the podcast that I'm the better looking brother. You know, we joke about that all the time. But in, in, in reality, you know, if that were true, that tears people down or, or whatever. And so to be vulnerable and say, oh, man, I don't quite measure up or I really I really don't have the physique of, of Justin and Justin really doesn't have the good looks. Of, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, it just it uh, it can wear on a person. And what she's saying is when you're vulnerable and willing to admit, you know how many times you've had to help me physically? I don't enjoy those moments. I mean, yep. not that they're with you. I'm not saying that. I don't enjoy those moments because I don't want those moments to have to happen. That's right. But if I am not vulnerable, we don't really build a relationship. That's right. And it's tough. But I hope by me being vulnerable, it allows us to build a connection, but then it allows you to be vulnerable so other people can build a connection with you as well. That's right. And you know, Rob, you talked about it just for a brief second about being on the mountaintop. When you and I, when we were in Golden, Colorado, um, Rob, you and I, we, we've had, you know, you were, you were helping me along the way at Sheldon at First Reform there. Um, we, we, our, our relationship grew. But when we were on that mountaintop experience, and, and that legitly, we were on a mountaintop yes. in Golden, Colorado. Yep. And um, I heard Rob speak. I've heard Rob speak numerous of times. But this time when Rob spoke to youth, um, it was just, ta- he was very vulnerable. You were very vulnerable, Rob. When you're telling people, man, I have this lady, Charlotte, you're talking about your wife and you're like, she is helping me. She knew what she was getting into when she married me and she still is here and she still said yes. Mm. And I know you, you don't like, I mean, that is your story. That's part of your story, right? But you don't want that to be your story. Right. But that was you being vulnerable. And I, I looked at you and Charla as way different people. I looked at you as real, raw and authentic. Mm. And when we, then finally that, that night went over and I just, I didn't know what to do because I was really, I was really jealous of you because you know what it's like to rely on people. You hate it, mm-hmm. but you know what it's like to rely on others or, or something else. Right. Where, where me, I, I never learned that reliance. Mm-hmm. So, you know, making it really like, I've never really relied on, like there, there were times when I never really had to rely on God because I can do it on my own. Yeah. That changed a mindset for me that that is how, we are to be to God. You know, I always, I always think about like a kid. I have this image of a kid throwing his hands up a baby. I I think of right now, my little girl, Siri, throwing her hands up when she wants to be picked up. And man, what an honor that is. And I I think when you describe that, I finally was able to really picture that is what we are to God, that we need to throw our hands up and just, just trust in him. And, you know, he's, he's coming to take care of us. Right. And Rob, you know, you know about this. Uh, this, this, this year has been a really challenging year uh, prior, um, prior to even COVID. Right before COVID start, started, my, my sister passed away. And we've talked about that on, on a few different occasions. 
Um, and it was a challenge and it is a challenge yet today. Right. And my mom, who is one of the most faithful people that, I, that, that I've ever come across, one of the most honest and uh, just loving person I've ever met, has been just torn down. And when, when, when I have a chance to talk with her, she's always, she's beating herself up over and over and over again. And I have to remind her as we're both just sobbing in tears almost, almost once a week when we're, when we're talking about this. Mom, we have to trust in God. Yeah. But it's, it's easy to say it's hard to do. Absolutely. And during these moments, we need to find a place where we are talking to God. Like, I mean, like actually take our place, take, take our bodies. Either we throw ourselves on the ground on our knees, laying down, weeping, whatever it is. Or in my case, I, I, I sometimes run and I ran a few half marathons. And this year I was planning on running a half marathon and the one that I was going to run canceled. But when I was training, I was just sobbing. And I'm just crying out to God. And I'm like, God, where are you? What are you doing? And all of a sudden, do you know what happened, Rob? What? On my phone, I had my, my headphones in. And all of a sudden, a song came on. And I can't remember the, the song word. But it might actually be all of creation. Hmm. Okay, so all of a sudden, that song came on. And do you know what ended up happening? No. The beginning of that song, it kept on repeating after itself. It was like when you had an old CD or an old record. Oh, and sure. it would go back and forth. Yep. And all it kept on saying for the last mile and a half, God of creation, mm. God of creation. And at first I was so annoyed. I stopped and I tried to turn it and, and it kept on going back. I'm not joking. It was a weird, weird moment. And all of a sudden I started to laugh because this was a reminder. This was, you know, back in March, April, as I'm starting to feel sorry for myself, as I'm starting to be like, this just stinks. All of a sudden, I was reminded that it's God of creation, which means God knew this darn pandemic was coming. Yeah. You know, God knew about it. He, he's over all of things, not just over Justin, not just over the Genesis, not just over Sioux Falls. Right. He is over all of it. And that gave me a sense of peace and a reminder that God is all, he's, he's, he is the order of all of creation. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to resent. That's what I need to now resemble. And that's what I'm trying to share to my loving church, which has been phenomenal at Hilltop, uh, great people there. Um, and that's something that I just want to be able to spread because it's not God over Hilltop. It's God over creation. Oh, absolutely. And exactly what you're talking about, trust. And I've told people this many, many times. Trust is one of the hardest words in the English language for me. And trust means that I am no longer in control. And I can be disappointed because when you trust somebody, there's always that risk that they can disappoint you. And so when you look at God of creation, God over everything, because I know just like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego knew that he could save them. I know he can heal me. I know he can pour that out upon my body and it would be healed in a moment's notice. But because he doesn't, or has chosen not to at this time. Oh, it's tough sometimes to be. I know the God of creation can handle all of this. Even when I look at the pandemic, I'm like, okay, God, I get it. Why don't you make it better now? I know you can. You could have before. And so just wrestling through that 
and getting to a place, even if he doesn't, I will still worship him. That's right. I will enjoy the journey, even if I have to do it in a chair. I will enjoy the journey even if I have to have my wife's help every day. I will enjoy the journey even if I have to have my son, my daughters, Justin's, Parker's, whosoever help that I need so that I can function as a human being, then okay. That's right. Now, is that easy to say? Heavens no, that's not easy to say. It's the hardest thing in the world to say. It's the hardest thing in the world to accept. But if I'm serious about having the conversation about enjoying the journey, then we've got to get there. That's Even right. if he doesn't, as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, I will not bow. I will still praise Almighty God through the storms and through the sunrises, through the sunsets, through the good days, through the tough days. I'm grateful that I do get to enjoy the journey with That's friends right. like you and individuals. We said we were going to share a couple fun stories. Let's let's share a couple fun stories because we have been through hard times together. Yes. And uh, let's get back to Minneapolis when you travel with us up to Pulse Twin Cities and you decide you're going to stay over. So I got to find a place for you in our hotel room. And, uh, you know, because I always got somebody that travels with me. And so I don't usually share uh, a bed with with a. A person that's not my wife and so that means we're limited to how much space there is in a hotel room and you came along and for whatever reason you thought it'd be a good idea to wear boat shoes with no socks i've never smelled a hotel room so bad in my life that that was one of the shortest nights ever because you stunk up the hotel room so bad you tried to put those shoes in a bag in the closet so we couldn't smell them and it still stunk up our hotel room so bad. And then we didn't even give you a bed that you had to sleep on the floor. <laughs> Guys, this was just terrible, okay? Like, yeah, my shoe smelled, but I think that was God like getting back at you. I was, <laughs> I was, man, I was sleeping on the ground. You know what I had to use for a blanket? I had to go get those little towels that they supply because yeah. Rob was just too, like, he couldn't share a, no, he can't show up for a blanket. I think I offered you the bed and you were and like, no. No, you, you were very like, no, I'm not, you're not, don't be, don't be trying to give your listeners <laughs> a good view. No, it was, it was so bad that the shoes, like I didn't have a pillow. So I had to get that, the shoes out and lay on them as a pillow. <laughs> And I just remember going, what died in this hotel room? I think they even tried to get you a roll away and they wouldn't give us one of those. That was one of those nights. You know, what people don't understand, you want to talk about a journey, go with me sometime on the road and just try to get a hotel room. Yep. And man, do you have some fun journeys on, on that. But yeah, that was one of those stories. I remember Dominican, the first time you ever went with us on a mission trip, I needed help. Uh, getting dressed. Then again, it doesn't sound as bad as what it probably sounds like right now on the radio. I always have a towel or something on. And you're like, you, I got to help you do that. I was like, yeah, I need to put my shorts back on or whatever. So you're helping me and I'm just thinking, about, go to a happy place. Go to a happy place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Those trips, man, they, they have brought out uh, so many great stories, uh, funny stories. Yeah. Uh, you know, going to Starbucks and somebody not understanding that my name is Justin, Justin. and they call me Jaslyn. With Jasmine. Jaslyn, what the world is that? I mean, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, this journey of life, uh, 
uh, I've been just so thankful and uh, yeah, just so thankful to God that, uh, that we've crossed paths and that I can call you such a, a great friend. Um, I'm insecure about my smelly feet. So thank you for letting everybody know uh, that I have smelly feet. That's great. <laughs> oh man, I'll never ever forget that. that was, put them back on. Put them back on. <laughs> Sleep with them on. Oh no! And and the the most funny is normally when we get together we laugh a whole lot more than we do cry or or whatever else. And and like I said, we really have walked through some some difficult challenges together. But mm -hmm. I think that's also a part of what this is all about. You don't do it alone. You do it with friends. Okay. And I know. Uh, going back to your sister passing, that that was difficult then, and it's difficult now. And I know it's difficult uh, for your family as well, and seeing them on Sunday at, at church. You, you know, I didn't know them really well before, actually, your, your sister passed and, and going to visitation. But I hope that they know we're in their corner and we're yeah. there with them. Um, yeah. And it was pretty neat when I got to church on on Sunday and your dad, I was getting out of the car, so I had my back to him. I, I didn't know what was going on. I had Jagger with me and Riley, and I always bring that podium along just so I know I've got something to brace myself on or whatever. And I hear somebody, you need help with this? And we're like, nah, I got Jagger along, whatever. And then there's your dad. Oh, I'll carry it in. And he carries the, the pulpit stand in for me. And yep. it was great. And, and then I had to make fun of my... 15 year old daughter you want to talk about enjoying the journey oh my goodness so my 15 year old daughter we got to go stay in a deck out on the rise fest grounds at one point in time she's yelling at me pouting not staining pouting literally pouting on the deck she's 15 years old about you i'm gonna be homeless someday dad and it's gonna be all your fault <laughs> how is it my fault she goes because you're teaching me how much i hate work it's gonna be all your fault dad so I'm telling this story at church and we get done and it was so sweet of your dad. We're having cookies or whatever afterwards. And he just gives her a lecture about how important work <laughs> is and the importance of work. <laughs> I just loved it. And that's my Northwest Iowa dad. That's a good Northwest Iowa dad. What I want our listeners to understand is that enjoying the journey also means you do it together. That's right. You together. You build relationships, you laugh you're you're there for the good times you're there for the tough times and and you walk along together and That's i right. appreciate your friendship very much i appreciate you coming on our our podcast it's still new we're we just want to tell people we get it we understand not every day is great but because god of creation knows us by name cares for us and will not leave us in the fire alone That's right. we can enjoy the journey and you know, like going along with that, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll let you be done. I'm a pastor. I got to keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, even though there's distractions all around us and literally there's fires going around all around us, right? right. There, there's noises, there's, there's suppression, there's anger, there's ugly, there, whatever it is, it's all around us. And we're just wondering, God, where are you during these moments? The devil's just screaming, hey, look over here, doing cartwheels and reminding us and telling us over and over again, man, you're not good enough. You, you actually stink. You're miserable. Right. And we're wondering where God is during those moments. In Philippians 4, verse 5, do you know what it says? Why are you putting me on the spot like that? <laughs> the Lord is near. Yeah. So yes, even though we, hear, we may only hear just a faint whisper, yep. even though um, the devil's screaming, 
Jesus is right next to us whispering, I love you, I care for you, and I'm here for you. I know you by name. Yep. The Lord is near. Amen. So, Thank you so much, Justin. We appreciate you being on, enjoying the journey. We hope to enjoy many more journeys with you along the way in ministry, personally, as friends, family. Just thanks so much. Appreciate you very much. Hey, thank you guys. It was an honor.